baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. tell you who we conservatives are. We love people. We see Americans. We see human beings. We don't see groups. We don't see victims. We don't see people we want to exploit. What we see, what we see is potential. Usually in this line of work, if you're lucky, you get a moment, a year or two, when you're the in thing and you hope to hold enough of that moment as it slowly fades until you retire. Rush did something unprecedented in the history of TV and radio. Commercial broadcasting began in the United States in 1920. The Rush Limbaugh show came along two-thirds of a century later, became number one very quickly, and has stayed at the top all the way to today for a third of the entire history of the medium. That's remarkable. Rush Limbaugh was a remarkable man. He lived a life that mattered. As human beings, we're no different than the human beings anywhere else in the world. And there have been thousands of years on this planet longer than we have. We're barely 250 years old. And we have outdone everybody in almost everything that lives, or raises a standard of living in the history of the world. It's not because our DNA is different, it's not because we're special human beings, it's because of our freedom, it's because of the founding documents and all those rights that we have, where they come from. It is with profound sadness, I must share with you directly that our beloved Rush, my wonderful husband, passed away this morning due to complications from lung cancer. As so many of you know, losing a loved one is terribly difficult, even more so when that loved one is larger than life. Rush will forever be the greatest of all time. Diane is on the line. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Tara. I'll make this brief. Um, I'm, a, I'm a gay female. I was in law enforcement in metropolitan Atlanta in, in the 1980s. I started listening to Rush back then. Um, I was an outlier. I was cast out. It, the comments were vile because of my support for him and learning day after day after day from him to be stronger than I already was. And... Um, to to have him gone yesterday was a hard day for everyone who loved him, everyone. And the left, their vile comments shows the fear that they have for those of us that loved him and will continue to always remember him. Um, as a caveat, all I can tell you is that I wake up at six in the morning so I can listen to you. Oh, wow. I used to get on the radio at noon so I could listen to Rush. And now noon won't ever have the same meaning. Dang, that is so true. I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank you, Diane. Thank you for listening. I, there's some people you, you just you can't you can't you can't say that you want the president to fail. Ladies and gentlemen of the United States, the Democrat Party has actively not just sought the failure of Republican presidents and policies and now wars for the first time. The Democrat Party doesn't stop at failure. Talk to Judge Robert Bork. Talk to Justice Clarence Thomas about how they try to destroy lives, reputations, and character. And I'm supposed to say I don't want the president to fail? in for a real battle. We are talking about the United States of America, and there will always be an America, don't misunderstand, but we're talking about it remaining, the country we were all born into and reared and grown into. And it's under assault, it's always under assault, but it's never been under assault like this from within before. And it's a serious, serious battle. So as you leave here, as, as, as you leave here, optimism, confidence, not guilt, it's not worth it, there's nothing to be guilty about. Don't treat people as children. Respect their intelligence. Stop thinking that we are a minority. Stop thinking, stop, th stop thinking that it is being in the minority that liberates you. It is your beliefs, it is your core principles, it is your confidence that liberates you. It is not being in the minority. We, in fact, I, I want to thank all of you so much for everything that you um, have meant to me and my family. Thank you! In my life. Now wait, see, not, well, it's, I understand it's mutual and I, I hear people, you have, you, have, you have made my heart grow so much that it barely fits in my chest cavity here tonight. Uh, but to be in a movement with the same passions, desires, and core beliefs that all of you have because we know that it's right for the country and we know it's right for people. It's not something that has to be forced on them. It's not something that has to be authoritatively pressed on them. We are what is. And that's why we are an enemy because we're effective. The people that do want control uh, look at us as the enemy. We're always going to be. Don't ever measure your success by how many drive-by media reports you see that are fair to us. Never going to happen. Don't measure your success by how many people like you. Just worry about how they vote. Amen. And then at the end of the day how they live, but that's really none of your business once they close the doors. <laughs> Thank you all very much. It's been great. And so it ended. So where does Rush leave us? Well, I'm going to start with another question for you. I bet you could actually give me an answer to this in terms of a, a date or maybe a year. When was the last time the country felt normal to you? Like something wasn't off. When was the last time America felt like America? And America has felt like America through plenty of Democrat administrations. But there's a distinctly different feel now. 
It gets more intense as the years roll on. America doesn't feel like America anymore. Let me explain why and tell you what's really good about where we are right now. Rush always gave folks a glimmer of hope. That's why people clung to him. That and he was a damn good broadcaster. The best there ever was. So I'm going to give you a glimmer of hope of where we are right now. For me, the answer to the question of when was the last time America felt normal? Around the year 2000. It intensified after 9-11. What was off about it? A lot of things, but for me, I best define it as there was no pushback against our domestic enemies anymore. There was a good reason for that. You thought when you went to the polls, you were selecting folks you probably vote in the Republican primary. You thought you were selecting your representatives. But you weren't. They'd already been pre-selected for you, and you didn't even know it. You were playing another man's game. Whose game, exactly? The Bushes. I'm going to make this all make sense. Why America doesn't feel like America. There's something very significant around the year 2000. I'll lay out what it is, but to understand it, you've got to go back to the Reagan administration to understand where we are in this country and why it fails off. A person with a pretty big name, I had lunch with one time. They had worked in D.C. during the Reagan administration. And Reagan had built not just a legacy, but a fundraising machine filled with freedom-oriented conservatives. And when Reagan left office and Bush began his first term, almost immediately the conservatives, those who valued sovereignty and freedom and had that small government mindset, were broomed. They were broomed from the RNC, the chief fundraising arm and recruitment arm of the Republican Party, and a total takeover began. You may not see it if you're not a wonk, but the Bushes have run the Republican Party ever since. Who is George H.W. Bush? You shouldn't think of him as a president. There's another title that'll make this all make more sense. He was the director of the CIA. He was deep state before you knew the term. Conservatives have never regained their foothold in the party from the devastation of the H.W. Bush years. And the damage that was being done wouldn't be obvious for at least a decade. But what they were doing was pre-selecting candidates in the Republican primary, teaming up with outfits like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that had but two goals, erase, erode, destroy, and end the country's sovereignty. Throw the borders open to achieve the one common goal. Suppression of wages. Create a unified North American group of countries with increasingly fading borders. That's what NAFTA was about. Yes, it, cl- it passed under Clinton, but it was George H.W. Bush's baby. His administration wrote it. They just didn't get to finish it because Clinton booted him out of office. And so what happened? Well, it's become more and more extreme. To hold on to their power in politics, the Bushes made a deal with the devil, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and all its affiliated groups. Again, the price the devil asked, open the borders, flood the market with with cheap labor, i.e. illegal immigrant, massive visa expansion. And in that way, when you have you, you exponentially grow the workforce, wages plummet. And then Karl Rove, George W. Bush's chief advisor, hit the road and began meddling in Republican primaries. The number, 400,000. Don't forget that number. 
That's how much money you would get if the chamber believed that you would be an, a pro-amnesty open borders candidate. Open to their big government, big labor wage suppression policies. They supplied the money. The Bushes picked the candidates. It was a brilliant strategy, actually. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rather than funding the Democrats... And having somebody else f- fund the Republicans and they go head to head, they just bought the Republicans. So they wouldn't oppose the Democrats anymore on the key issues they cared about. These people are not partisans necessarily. They're, they're globalists. And so it became known. In fact, Politico actually reported, if you were on the side of the Chamber of Commerce in a Republican primary, you could expect $400,000. Ralph Norman actually told me the number had bumped up to 600000 in his primary. That's right. Republicans spending Republican money gotten from Chamber of Commerce tentacles to knock Ralph Norman out. Money that could have been spent against the Democrat in dozens of other races. And so what happens? Well, Norman, one of our Congress members from South Carolina, was one of the few to actually survive it. He survived that primary by the teeth of his skin. But most other primaries, they did not. And so these people that they picked for you, they knocked off the candidate that would was truly conservative, truly limited government, truly for sovereignty. He was destroyed early on in the primary. So that by the time you got to the general and you voted for the Republican, you didn't really have a choice. They'd already been pre-selected. Folks didn't catch on to this for a very long time. In fact, they're only just waking up to it now. These Republicans recruited systematically by Karl Rove looked and sounded in the primaries just like conservative Republicans shooting their guns, talking smack about abortion, gay marriage, blah, blah. You know the deal. But they were stealth globalist candidates. Karl Rove would recruit and seat these candidates 
for over 15 years in the Republican Party through about 2015, 2016. This is why you feel so shocked at the betrayal when they vote against you, when they don't call out the Democrats. It's what they're paid to do. You don't call out the Democrats, no matter how outrageous what they do is, when your donors are writing checks to them, too, because guess what? You're getting a phone call. Now do you understand why America doesn't feel right? There's no opposition to the left and just fakeness and puppetry from the right. This is why things have felt very off since the year 2000. One other thing happened around the year 2000. 1994, NAFTA passed. NAFTA was built to export jobs and manufacturing throughout the U.S., Canada, and Mexico and for it to function as a block. This was not an accident. It was meant to be. That would be put on steroids with China being let into the WTO. All of that was bought and paid for by, again, our friends at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, who wanted to manufacture things in Canada and had to get them over the borders in violation of our treaties. So what did they do? Assembled them in Mexico and Canada, while our politicians turned their heads the other way, and they were shipped over the border, destroying jobs in America. Wages stagnated, as was the plan. In fact, for a full 20 years, until about 2018, there was zero wage growth, wage growth, or almost zero wage growth at all. The people, us normals, became angrier and angrier and angrier. And yet we could get nowhere with most of our representatives. There was nothing that we could do to make our difference in our country anymore. And we couldn't understand why. We weren't even entirely sure what we were combating. Although we've had a name for it in recent years. Globalism. Complete with authoritarian state control via intelligence agencies. Where'd that start? Anybody know when the word deep state was first used? Who first used it? This will surprise you. You think it was a Republican? Maybe during the Obama era? Nope. It was the Washington Post during the George W. Bush era. They were terrified. There was a massive buildup in intelligence agency personnel and contractors with security clearances who were doing things nobody fully understood. The deep state was growing exponentially. They were terrified when Bush controlled it. I was too. One of my first shows that I ever did, um, a few Republicans in Congress were speaking up because Bush, uh, H, George W. Bush had just implemented a program that would spy on everyone's bank accounts. Every single transaction would be scoured, allegedly to stop, you know, terror. Well, we don't need to do that. You can go get a warrant from the FISA court. Watch whoever you want if you think they're a terrorist. You only need a scintilla of evidence. They don't turn down most of the warrants. So why did Bush need that program? I pounded the desk and the calls came in to my manager at WBT. People were still pretty loyal to Bush that they didn't understand what he was. Obama would inherit that deep state and the rest is history. That is why America feels off. There's no one who represents us, or at least there wasn't until Trump. You know that story. So what's the good news? The only hope we have to defeat this And for 14 years behind the microphone, I have feared we would never get here. The only hope we have to defeat this is to recognize who these Republicans are, that they are undermining us, that they are in the way. And here it is. An early poll of Republicans about the 2024 race. Who would folks like to elect? 53% Donald Trump. After that, Mike Pence at 6%. Along 
with Trump Jr. and Nikki Haley. Where's Romney? 4%. Rubio, a bastion of the globalist right. 2%. What does it mean? They're getting it. To have any hope of taking back this country, we have to rip out people who are not loyal to us by the roots from the Republican Party to undo the damage done by the Bushes. This is why they hated Trump. A ferocious fight broke out between the Bushes and Trump for control of the RNC, the chief fundraising and recruiting arm of the party. Trump would eventually win that battle. That's why they've set out to undermine him at any cost. Oh, and Mitch McConnell, the head of the GOP, a guy who, liked the Bushes, with his own pack, has spent millions knocking conservatives out of Republican parties, primaries across the country, when he could have spent the money combating Democrats? That guy? Yeah, the gig's up for him, too. He pulls at negative 15 with Republicans right now, and his favorability rating with the general public? 18%. That's exactly where we need to be. If folks didn't figure this out, there was no hope for this country. But now, for the first time in 14 years, I actually have hope. Oh, a couple other things you're going to want to know. Two things have to happen for us to take the country back. And it won't be as hard as you're thinking. Not the way the Democrats are behaving. Five swing state Republican legislatures must fix their laws to stop voter fraud. But the good news is we control those legislatures. We maintain control of them in the last election. We can do that, but they must flip the laws. And by laws, I mean the laws illegally rewritten either by Democrat judges or election officials or flat out broken by Democrat judges or officials in the process of of committing voter fraud. That's got to be fixed ahead of the next election. We can't pass amnesty. That has to be stopped. But should we manage to do those things? Yes, we absolutely can take back the country. On paper, it looks like Biden however he did it, won by millions of votes. But most of those votes were in California, New York, and other East Coast blue states like Washington. We don't care about those. They don't matter one iota. The only votes that matter are the ones in those five to six swing states I just told you about. The Washington Post, Aaron Blake, just wrote about the stakes. He's one of the few who understands. What did he write? Headline, Republicans came within 90,000 votes of controlling all of Washington. What? Yep, because the only determiners are the swing states. For the GOP to win, Blake wrote, they would have needed just 43,000 votes for president, 32,000 votes for the House, and 14,000 votes for the Senate. Shifts of 0.6% for president, 2.2% for the House, and 0.3% for the Senate. It's not undoable. And you and I both know they stopped the fraud, which was larger than the margin of error in every single swing state. And by that, I mean... In every single swing state, according to Peter Navarro's report, there were more illegal votes than the margin of error. Those illegal votes in the swing states either took the form of illegal immigrants voting, people voting twice, people voting in that state and another state, in other words, illegally, underage people voting, people under the age of 18, as is the case in Georgia, and ghost voting. That's where a vote is cast by a person who is found not to exist. In other words, it's a fake registration. Some combination of those in each of the swing states, and I I would invite you to read Peter Navarro's report. It's great. It's very short. Uh, and And he asterisks it. He stars it so you can see where the data comes from. Those are easy forms of fraud to stop. Forget the Dominion machines and all of that. 
They don't need them. We only need to stop the fraud. That is the illegal voting. That's why you heard that word so many times. Can it be done? Yes. But we're going to need leadership that represents us. And a Hail Mary pass. But the battle, the hike up the hill, given those numbers, not what most people think. That is why the Democrats are freaking out as if they didn't win at all. Maybe in their hearts, they know that's the case. Thank you for listening to today's Battlegrounds America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family across this country of ours. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.